So chapter 36 is Discourse 9, Pinchas, Barashat Chachechem, page Samach, page 60. As the Friedrich Rebbe writes, the summary of this general mimer, or the beginning of the mimer, is that in 10 spheres, there's a structure of Milo Mato. Briefly, as the theme is dissecting and uh, <clears throat> understanding the structure of existence. So the structure of existence is fundamentally erpnimi, an integrated energy within a container. That's the world we live in. There's letters on a page that convey ideas. There's a, an image that captures a, tells a story. There's musical notes that communicate music. In other words, this world is a world of energy and container that are fully integrated in a healthy structure. The human being, the human body is the best example. Faculties, each faculty tailored, fitting, in symbiotic relationship with its particular container. That's Eripanimi. And in this memory, we began discussing how this, which is obviously the Kav, the Kav that emerges after the Tzimtzum, which is a narrow thread of light, is essentially the, thre- the one that threads and weaves the structure because it is has within the ten spheres that are rooted in the ten hidden spheres. And this mimer is discussing, and this discourse is discussing how it creates the structure itself, the spatial relationship between one entity and the other. And the definition of structure is higher and lower in Revelation, meaning chachma, bina, chesed, gvura, these are all levels of uh, revelation. As he explains, the formula works this way. The more sublime, the more subtle, the less the container, the more the energy that flows within it. Chachma being an akuda, just a point, is the container for the greatest and most sublime form of expression. Bina, where the containers expand, the form of yesh, the energy is diminished. Midas, which is even more yesh because it's about me, what is in it for me, as he puts it, Tevli, it's even less, it's a more diminished. Not that we don't need that, but it's a more diminished state. That was chapter 34. 35, 33 and 34. And 35, he carried it over that the same thing that we have in the ten spheres, we also have in the worlds. That the, the, the dimensions in existence, in Seder Stalsus, in the cosmic order, also are structured like the goof of the body, the body of a person, into higher and lower, generally guf, resh, guf, regal. The head, the torso, the legs. In Lamaila, that is, um, as you put it, that's moichen, the resh, and there's midis, and there's um, um, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like my correction, biya, there's briya, yitzir, and asiya. Those are the worlds which is similar to these three levels. And in direct disproportionate, disproportionate to each other, the resh is the smallest container, most amount of energy. The torso less, greater container, less energy, but more than the legs. And the legs is the most, least amount of energy, but the most amount of volume. In other words, space. And then if it concludes, that's why Yecheskel, who saw the Markov of Yitzhira, 
needed a lot more elaboration than Yeshayahu saw the Markov of Bria, because when you when you when you see the more intense, you need less containers. Yecheskel, more containers. And he said this is throughout all of Ishtalshlus, all the way from the bottom to the top, both Bia Pratis, the microcosmic Bia, Bria and the macrocosmic. That was where he concluded chapter 35. The bottom line is that all this is to demonstrate the, 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 the critical, the, the inherent structure to existence and, and to define how that exactly takes place. And this is all in context of what the beginning of the discussion, which is that Er Primi has in it, Atzillus has in it the element of Gileahelam that reveals the source because it's certain closeness and certain revelation, but it also has the Yeshma'ayan element because the structure compared to that which is beyond the structure is infinitely distant. Okay, so now we'll continue chapter 36, Lamed Vav. Page, middle of page 60, Samach. Omnam be'emes inzerak mitzadakelim However, however, in truth, this grade, gradations, these gradations, this mylomata structure, this distinction and diversity of the spheres and the worlds is not just from the is not just because of the containers. He, he's going back now to the theme that's been the recurrent theme from the beginning. That you have to say that the energies also have within them some subtle structure, even before they enter the containers. As we discussed at length, even in their root in God's vision there's already a vision of ten spheres, not, 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 not infinite. And then there's the second level as the spheres emerge after the tzimtzum, as distinct entities, they're still amorphous, and then as they manifest in the containers, they take on even more tangible shape. But he goes back now, that this structure that we've just been discussing in the last three chapters, it is not just from the containers. Kim sheyesh There is some parameters, some some measurements, some identity, some way you can define parameters in the in the, in the, in the energy. In the way it transmits to radiate in each sphere. The best example, one of the examples you used before was the transmission of an idea. Even when it's still abstract, and is beyond Chesed and Gvura of, of Shammai and Gilal. So even in that type of state, there's something there that is much more sublime. You maybe can't tell yet, but it's there. I'm sorry. Additionally, he's saying, not just that the energy has within it, prior to its entering into the container, meaning from on its own, some type of parameters. He's saying also the parameters of the containers, the way that they will ultimately end up being their final resting place, so to speak, is also commensurate with the, the energy. And I think that I'm just using an example that just comes to me because it seems to me it's like so natural. 
when you use the precise words when you're writing well, you're in the zone. And using precise words that are expressing exactly the you know, flow of an idea, that's exactly what's happening. The energy and the words, you almost can't distinguish. Now, obviously, if you separate, you see clearly, because there are times where you see you don't get the words. So clearly, they're two entities. But when it's really working well, the energy is like, it's like, and you, feel, you even feel that satisfaction that you found the exact words to express that sentiment or that feeling or that idea. And, and you know very well when you don't have that word or words. So, that, so he's basically saying that the energy has within it already a medida, a parameters that help it get to that point. So for Chach, for, for the Chach Mabina on the energy level, and, and the medida Sakalim is Kafi Medida Sa'er. So for example, you're trying to describe, let's say, a sublime scene, like a, a sunset. You start trying to use sledgehammer words, it's not going to work. You right away see there, that's, that's not that. You find the right words, the gentle words, the delicate words, the words that evoke the feeling that we all have when we see, let's say, a sunset or other scene of beauty. The words are different words. They're not just... The words is much, is much more fitting to the expression, the sentiment you want to convey. So, Every year, now he's explaining, spelling it out. This was just the, the formula. Now he's spelling it out. Which means, that according to the parameters, and the way, what way Chochmah will manifest, that's how the container of Chochmah was crafted and fashioned. In that particular way, in order for it to receive, integrate, internalize this revelation of Chachmah, etc. Similarly, other spheres. And similarly, in all the other spheres. So, just an example, but it's the idea. You see, you see this is like, this is pure Chsidis Chabad. You know, he explains it. Words that you can understand, and you got to just meditate a bit on it, and it becomes very, very clear. So it's, a, it's, a, it's the way Eris and Kaelin meet. See, we see it once they've met, so we take it, we take it for granted. We don't relate to the, the 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 magnitude of what's happened here. When an energy and container work well together, we don't really appreciate what's going on until, God forbid, they don't work together well. That, because when you're experiencing that flow, you're more li- you're less likely to analyze. Right, exactly. And also, less li- you won't have words. Like if someone says, "What does it feel like to be healthy?" Yeah. Right. What does it feel like to breathe smoothly? Yeah. You can't. If you feel something, you need a doctor. You know, the whole feeling. You could just say, "If it feels like anything, it's not a good sign." Someone says, "I feel something," that means there's a block, there's an impediment. No, the consciousness of it, consciousness itself, is limited. Experience, obviously, because you're aware of, you're like an observer. It's no longer ob- object and subject have not melded into into one, fused. For an Indian who, I was going to explain, and what the Indian in this commission is by the Elpedichas, like we discussed earlier, chapter 8. Demis Avusae Nasa Keli. Okay, he's tying that together now. So there was the concept from the thickness. Av is thick. Grub. 
from the asavas regel, the thickness. You can say the particles that are le- in, in in the air, in the energy. Nasa keli. That's how the keli was shaped, was formed. So I'll just reiterate what he said earlier. There, it's from Eitzchayim, and the importance of it is, is vital in the interface. Remember, it's all interface, because at the end of the day, you could have the energy in container meet, but there's so much more, uh, so much more unity and union when each of them had something of the other beforehand, or else in some way it's still forced. So, so what we say is like this: obviously, everything originates in atzmos. So there's a kriyach ha'achdus, and no matter what's going to come into existence, no matter how diverse the multitudes will be, every piece has in it somewhat from the others, which is, you know, pure modern physics today. We know this as a fact. It's been demonstrated. So everything has from the others. But that doesn't mean it is the other. It is, there is diversity. So when the kriyach ha'gvul, the, the God's power to create gvul, or let's say his vision of which particular ten spheres. It has within it also the bligvul, as we've spoken, the residue, the, the impression, the reshima, the different things that he spoke about, how that vul still may, retains elements of transcendence and so on. Obviously, in air, it's even stronger. Even the kalim have something, but it's completely concealed. But now he's going the other way around. What kind of impression does air have about where it's going? Does it know where it's going? I mean, let's put it in those terms. So you could argue, you know, the containers, deep, deep, like the body, deep, deep inside, somewhere embedded, that's going to receive an ashama, a soul, and then ultimately they'll unite. But does the soul know, so to speak, that there's a body going to come? And when it knows it, does it affect it? So the fact is, the air, because of the ruts and the atmos, because God wants the earth to go into the containers, the air develop, have in them some type of like in their DNA is some programming that you're going to enter a container one day. You'll never become a container. You'll never be as defined as a container. But there's something that's called a particle within the wave. The particle Sheba wave. Okay? Physics talks about light wave and particle. I know they talk about the particle within the wave. But in a way that's what it is. And that particle so so that's called the Savasair Nasakli. And for the Iskalus, obviously, it's a critical component because it basically tells that Er Makiv does not have that message, that DNA. And Er Primi does. So with the Savasair Nasakli, the Imhayes, even though it should be it's good to look in its time whether Er Makiv has his Savas, I would assume he's talking here his Savas of Er Primi. So Er Primi, the Imhayes, Sheyesh Lakalim Sherish Miyuchid Mesherish Eris. Even though, the critical point, the containers have a separate root than the root of the energies. Like a body and a soul. When the soul leaves the body after 120, the body doesn't disappear. It takes time. Why? Because like he says in Pasach El Yo, You know, it would be like letters on a page, even if you take away the idea, the letters still are there. Right? So they have their own root. Bottom line, however, how it actualizes in actuality, is through the air. Let me explain. When an artist takes a paintbrush to the canvas, so the container itself, the brush, is not rooted necessarily in the artist's brain. He had to get the brush somewhere else. 
You can sit and think, conceive all day. Art, you got to buy a paintbrush. So the brush itself, the tools itself, the instruments, are not rooted in the energy. They're rooted elsewhere. But for them to manifest, for them to do anything, the energy has to work through them. Here is even deeper. Here's even the paintbrush for to come into existence comes also through the energy. Not just the revelation of not just the 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 the, the, the revelation of its function. I'm not sure I completely understand the applicability of the marshal of the particle and wave here. Because you talk about his abus, his abus from from whatever Dacus or Adinus to his abus, it's a continuum where wave and particle are two distinct entities. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, my understanding of it, my humble understanding is like this. I, I identify to the wave, like almost to the bligvul of the air, and the particle to the gvul of the air. That way, because wave, by definition, is not uh, not definable particles. That's what I was referring to. So, I, you know, my, my thinking of it is, it's theoretically here, is that the energy as it flows, let's say, from atmos, is completely amorphous, bligvul, you know. At some point, there's a will to make the air say, okay, now the air is going to manifest in the vision of ten spheres. Still air. But ten spheres already, you're talking, is going to be some identity there. And that identity wanted to be a tangible, a distinct identity. So I'm thinking, that's when the wave begins to assume particle elements. That's what I meant. Whereas, like, you know, by wave, I think of wave like a field of energy. We can't almost we can't distinguish between chokhmah bina and chesed Bur. That's how I was thinking. So it was almost like I understand what you're saying from a physics point of view. It's wave of particle is just two ways, you know, two. And light is both or neither, and when you measure it, it becomes one of them. But I was just thinking. I I don't know. I have to see if this is consistent with physics. But I was thinking that a wave, that a wave is a light is initially wave, and then particle becomes later. Maybe there's a chiddush in physics. I don't know, but that's all. That was the, that's all. I was. That's the only. The quantum physicists will be the first to uh, to admit that they don't really understand. The way yeah, but it would be interesting if this theory is consistent with 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 what they're looking into. Uh, it seems to me that's the right way to speak. Uh, if you t- definitely a chiddush, for sure, the the air has both has wave and particle. That's that's a given. That's easy to understand. And uh, easy. And there's the two opinions whether air uh, is more wave, pshitim, pshitim, or wave of mitsuya, has particles in it. I was just saying, his air adds something, because according to all opinions, even the opinion that air is amorphous and you know nebulous, nebulous and doesn't have shape, it is still a air is still an itzchayim. Everyone has to agree. The question is whether you could argue the air is not from the air, it's really something coming from an outside message telling the energy that it has that. That's another discussion. In other words, sure the, the concept of Hisavasar you know, is generally it's a statement in He brings it back in Perikhes. The question is whether Hisavasar has anything to do with the fact that energy is mitsuyer, that energy, according to the opinion, that energy has spheres in it. I mean, it definitely relates to the subject matter, but you have to say everyone holds that. I'm just going back to chapter 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapter eight, page uh, thirteen. He says it's through the kav is manifesting in the reshima. That's how this. Look, like three quarters of the way down. I'm just reading it. 
הנה זהו על ידי סלאפשוס הקו בין נקודס הרשימוש, על ידי זה דווקא הוא שנשא ועקר למהר, וזה אם מה שנשא ושאר נשא עקרי. ואם היסאבוס הוא בחינס הגבולה והמציא שבאר שבוע על ידי דובר אחר. Clearly, actually this is very clear that it's not, there's nothing to, that's, it's, it's independent of the opinion that energy itself has shape. He's talking about Yisavus even more than that, because, I get it, I get it. There's two things. Energy has in it Chochmem Bina in a subtle way. It also has in it, from the Rishim and from elsewhere, the potential to actually shape the containers, besides the fact that it's going to fit into them. It's actually the force that shapes them. It's like the kav is the, is, is the, is the paintbrush that shape that will paint the, 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 the container too. So that's the uh, Savas as the container element. Remember we spoke that the air, the fact that air has, has, has identity has nothing to do with the containers. It's not coming from the containers. It's the air itself is the vision of the divine vision that he wants to have ten spheres. He doesn't need... There's another thing that, that the containers are going to be coming through the energy as well. So that's the additional element that the that energy has in it. You follow what I just said? Mm-hmm. So the truth is then, if that in what I just said, then it's almost like two different levels of particles within the energy itself. Yeah. One is the particle, because the energy itself has so-called some definition, and one is the particles that come from something else that the energy is carrying that will allow it to create bodies, so to speak, create containers. <laughs> yeah, that comes from... A, Interesting, interesting take. It's something that needs to be studied a little more you know, to see all the pitch of cassette, all the details. Once again, I just want to say something. Want to see something? There's a certain specificity in the identity of the Ur that seeks a particular relationship with the Dabarachim. That definitely comes from the Ratzna Atmos, that the Ur, because of its bitl to the source, telling. it's almost like the Neshaman knowing, even though Al-Karchachatachai, my personality is not to go into a body. I'm by nature transcendent, but it still knows that that's that's where it has to go. So it has in it some recognition. Whereas, like for example, let's say malachim don't have that energy; they can't even go into a body. Like the nefilim, you know, they would they would be destroyed by it. Comes out the or isn't made the kli. The or just shapes the Yeah, the or nasser kli doesn't mean nasser much. Well, it's similar to how a child is is, is formed. Once the egg is fertilized by the seed and begins to develop, it's not because the seed, because you have an ashama working here. There's a life force that's a catalyst. So even though the, the life force is not, does not, is not the root of the bones and the nerves, but the life force, besides giving it life, also makes it grow. That's the thing. And that's why when a person passes away, the body doesn't, doesn't decompose over time, but it does decompose. You could say, why doesn't the body just remain? Because there is a relationship between them, even though they have two different roots. So it's two things. They, it remains because it has that source, but remember, it's, even its substance ultimately comes to the soul. So after time passes, as the soul completely leaves, the body will decompose. And, the, and, and, and its own energy is not enough to keep it going. Because there is a connection. Besides the fact that, the, the, let's say, the kalim come from Seva Kalman, the body, the, and the air comes from Mamala Kalman, Mamala is informed by Seva and vice versa. So you can't just, it's not just, it's not like, in other words, two energies like this, and then they come to a point, and they come together. These two energies in this source are all connected. Then they break into two, and then they come back. So they... They speak to each other, and, and one is dependent on the other. The etzem luz remains. We say, even a body decomposes, the etzem luz, that bone remains. 
because there's still something in the body that is, is rooted in the place that earth has nothing to do with. But on the other hand, it's, even its even its shape and form. So that's the constant you have to keep on seeing that kalim here are both separate, but they come through. But remember, at the end of the day, the sheresh of a kalim is not in the earth. Its root is not in the earth. Its root is in a power. In other words, if left earth left on its own would not suddenly turn into kalim. There wouldn't be no kalim. You need some other davracher. Some message coming from another place saying that definition. And that message also tells the air to have its seer and to have the savas You know, all that we're discussing here. It's, it's, look, it's a very eloquent and complex uh, structure, but it's all critical for the, for the, for the interface to work. I'm thinking in Aveda how it works. In Aveda, I'll give you an example. I have to think about it some more, but we always say, like he said earlier in the first memoir, in Kavonos HaMitzvahs. So when you do it because God wants you to do it, there's no difference whether it's Shabbos, Kashrus, or Tfilm. Okay? The Evid is doing what the Master wants. Asheke Zeshanu B'Mitzvah It's an all equalizer. And that's why Altehei Adam Sheikh, a person should measure this with Kala V'Chamura. But the same Ratzin wants this to be Kala, and this Chamura, this is a lenient mitzvah, this is a harsh one. So you're not supposed to weigh and say, I'm going to do this with more passion than that one. But that there is a distinction is not our distinction. It's not because we're limited human beings. God made a distinction between them. That's what he wants. He wants this to be like that, to be like that. Now, the question is like, okay, so you could say there's two different kavan. There's general kavana, kavana klolis, that God wants me to do it. There's kavana pratis. Tfilin, okay, shibad haleva amayach. When I put on tfilin, it's to bind my mind and my heart. When I keep Shabbos, it's to remember there's a creator, whatever it is. Matzah, amunah. But... If you say that the air has within it already some of the kalim, you'd have to say that even when you even the kavana klolis is already something preparing you for the kavana pratis. In other words, the prat is there already in the klolis. Not just you know the beginning. I only think about God and God's will. When I come to the second half of the blessing, I think about the specific mitzvah. In some way, the specific informs also the general. This needs to be developed a bit. I, I haven't seen it specifically. But that would be like real nafkamina here. You have to say something like this anyway. Because you're about to put on film, you're making a brochem. Yeah, obviously there's the element of ratzanani, it doesn't make a difference what mitzvah, but you are in a second later going to have that kavana. So how could that kavana, second one, not affect the first one? No, it's... But the beauty here is that you really want to have the, 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 the both of them in their pristine form. You want to have an element, you're just doing it because of ratzan, because God wants. Another one, that you want that the specific uh, uh, kavana. This is this is exactly the issue here. Which is the more focused, the pshitas, the fact that it's rotten and not the, the detail, the individuality, or the individuality. And I, and the truth is, I, you can't even really say one is better. You, the truth is both. And sometimes I could even see sometimes a person focuses more on one, sometimes more on the other. Yeah, and talia, exactly. And I, I guess at the end of the day, when you really train yourself, you could have both at the same time. That every mitzvah should be equal because they're all rotsin and still recognize the distinction. It's not simple because definitely, you know, in Eastern philosophies and others, as soon as you start seeing the light, the details become less important. That's it's a natural process. As soon as you start getting into the unity, then diversity becomes less. You know, what, what's the diversity? Like, what's the difference? You know. But it's interesting, like when you talk about right brain and left brain, that uh, that uh, that TED conference talk that she gives the neuroscientists. You know. But it's a brilliant talk. Uh, I keep I always forget her name. But anyway, she she had she was a neuroscientist. She 
took the job because she uh, took that because her brother had schizophrenia. So she went to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she has a stroke. Mm-hmm. It's called the stroke of genius, I think is the name of her talk. Yeah. And the left brain, the left brain goes down, the details. And the right brain, chesed, you know, gvura separates, like ish. Chesed brain, the, the right is field of energy. And she can't pick up a toothbrush, though she can see it. because So as much as you need the field of energy, everything is one, you also want the details. So and, and when, so when the right and brain, left brain are working together, it just melts. But the, at the end of the day, it is ultimately a union of both. And the body is actually a perfect example. The body is exact paradox. We see, keep saying here, every faculty has to function exactly according to its rules for the whole body to be a healthy body. No way around that. And, and that's it. And, and, and at the same time, there's an, a one voice saying, you're part of all body. Eye, eye and hand coordination, body coordination, you know, the whole, that symbiotic element. Is there a theory for this in medicine, in holistic medicine, how this comes together? This type of one voice, this captainship, at the same time, absolute diversity? Trans medicine addresses this in different contexts. Because it is ultimately Agdus and Ischalkus in the ultimate sense of the word. And Hob Hatai, mind you. It's not like optional. If, if it doesn't have the diversity, you don't have the unity. It seems to me also in conventional medicine and Western medicine, there's probably also a relationship at the, on the level of the, 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 where, where genetics and epigenetics meet. It's probably also down below. That, but, they're, but they're just beginning to thrash that out because it's not quantifiable. So right, 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 right. I understand. Because the real question would be who's that voice? Who's the... That, who's the, who's the Conductor. Yeah. Okay, good. So, Bapayal, even though they have different roots, and that's why the Kali was shaped, fashioned, to be commensurate, proportionate to the energy. Which means. It should be prepared to receive this energy. So this is the Indian, this is the explanation. Why is the Medida, why, they can, why, is, why are they so receptive to each other? Because despite the fact they have two different roots, but one is fashioned from the other, one will emerge through the other. Okay. Take away Savasa'e, let's see here what would happen. So you have energy coming from before the symptom, okay, it's a kav. Let's even call it defined energy. It's ten spheres. The creation of the container would have to be a miracle. Would have to be like a kaiyachamafilasis type of thing, because how does energy? Remember, containers don't just pop up. The energy has to give it. Now let's talk from the soul and the body. The seed is the seed is fertilized, and now it's time to grow. Had it not been, had, had the life of force had not attached itself there, it wouldn't grow. It would be a dead seed, basically, dead a dead egg, a, a, a you know an unfertilized egg. So the, something, the life force starts making it work, starts growing. So in a way, you could, you could either say this is a miracle, that something the life force has is some something that's causing one of them to join. No, because the life force is not overwhelming. It's not like the sun, because you put a sun. In there, the sun will just burn everything up. 
the life force is recognizing the, the, the it, it recognizes what it's making grows because it's it's working step by step. It's not like just shining an electricity that will overwhelm the whole of the circuits. So the life force has that element and it's shaping it. So you can either say that, or if you say that the life force has within it some message, some misavos, then of course it makes it a lot more sensible. I mean, I'm just uh, spelling it out. What it would be like if it wasn't that way. Right. And they say originally everyone begins as a female, right? And then right. it breaks into a male chromosome. Right. Which is interesting. It means everything is like Malchus and then come Giluim, so to speak. Yeah, I mean Malchus as being, I mean Malchus here, the Nakuda that's rooted in. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, th- and then, no, no, and then there's something that either shapes it that will remain, yeah. will become a Malchus Begili, or it will be a Zach. <laughs> Zach. You know, like that Chesidish Shabbat, who was learning Chesidish all day, they told him now it's time to date. She says, What's dating? So they say, You go out with the girl. Okay, he goes on a date, he comes running back, he says, she doesn't look like Malchus at all, you know. <laughs> so of course then they say, you, you look like Zah, you know. <laughs> so Malchus, <laughs> what were you expecting? <laughs> I remember once by Fabring, it was two above, I think, Lamed Hay. That would be uh, 30, uh, 75. Yeah, yeah, so the Rebbe spoke of the, that, that Siyam and the Mesech the Tainus, you know, the famous Siyam, he always talks. And to Bob, the, the, the Bnei Yisrael, Bnei Yisrael go out in the fields and they and they dress up and the Mechosis and all this and then they say, Bacha Sanoi Necha, Bacha, raise your eyes. You know, they say who they are. So the Rebbe said, we learn two things from this. That before they say, raise your eyes, you don't raise your eyes. And when time comes, you have to look. You can't just be looking in the books. Rebbe said the double hair. Yeah. <laughs> it was practical. That year, I think a bunch of guys got engaged. Some Nachshusha guys that like needed to be told, "You got to look." <laughs> okay, so that's why Akeni Sava Kelik fi Efna Eir. Okay. And the primary medida, so he said he is saying two things. That this medida, this measurement that makes chachma chachma and bina bina and briya yabriya and reish guf regal, each one their thing, does not come just from the containers, it comes also from the measurement of the energy. Then he says, and also the measurement of the container is according to the energy, because, he just explained, because the energy, the containers themselves, emerge and are fashioned through the isavos, through the thickness or particles within the energy. But now he's going back. But the primary medida, this is important, because you could say the primary medida, the primary shape is from the containers. But I think what he's saying here is, meaning in the vision of the, the artist, the primary thing that determines this is chachma, this is bina, is 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 uh, is he saying now? Well, we'll see where he goes with this. Hubair is in the energy. And what form, and what fashion will it radiate in the world? 
Now comes a rather long parenthesis. Hmm? Okay, not so long. Parenthesis. We can say then the root, in the first root, the measurement, medida sakelim, medida, yeah, the measurement of the con- of the containers precedes the measurement of the energy. The tachlas hakavon because the ultimate purpose is in the is in the formation, is in the coming, the bringing into being of the containers. Hisavus is not bria. Hisavus means like from the word avia, that something comes into being. This means that the building, the structure of the chemer, the chemer is the the matter. Matter, the structure of matter precedes the, in the root, is, is preceded in the root to the tzura, to the, the the form. You know, sometimes we say form and function. But I think form and function, form then is chaymer and function is tzur. Right? Here probably is the other way around. Here being a chaymer means matter. It's basically matter and spirit really be the right words. Matter and energy. Because form, we don't mean form here as in like, in a, in a, liter, in a, in a limited way. We mean form as opposed to the, the, the raw matter. But chaymer and tzur usually mean spirit and matter or spirit and energy. Chemetsura is form and well, chemer is briya, and uh, and and, and is sometimes yitzira, but that's not what he means here. Here he means the the substance of the world, the substance of the containers is in its root. Root it precedes the energy within them, because the kavana that's the purpose. I was going to say intention. Has a, you know, yeah, the, form and function together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. And this is the reason why the containers above draw the energy. So now we're going the other way around. Till now we talked about how energy has within it the DNA, the message of the particles of the container. Now we're speaking that containers have something what they give to the energy. They are the ones that draw them out. Not like the containers below, meaning by us. That only receive the thing that is placed within them. Or contain the thing that is placed within them. Above, containers actually draw, transmit energy. The truth is also lamata they transmit. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, but but I, I think what he means is, I guess he's going to speak... Obviously, probably also more seamless. Like, you know, like here a container could technically also conceal and not draw much, you know. It could, you know. He says, so he says, that's Lamata. So clearly what he means, Lamata, I think, I think what he means, I'll tell you what he means by Lamata. He means cups. Yeah. A cup. A pure Gashmizdika container. Right. A vessel does not draw anything. It can be appropriate container, you know, uh, wine barrels will preserve wine, but they don't draw wine. I mean, the cup is also waiting for the wine, but it's, it has a longer wait. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, but I mean to say, there's nothing in the cup that that uh, obviously Tamidei for example, students will draw more from their teacher, but that's already a that's already a example. He means lamata. Okay, 
That's the best proof. Every aguf is lamata, not lamaila. Like the limbs, organs of the body. How do you translate every? Organs or limbs? Or both? Parts. Right, here it means everything. So the parts of the body draw the energy. The reason for that is because the root of the containers precedes that of the energy. Now remember, this is a parenthesis. Qualifying. But let's continue. Still parenthesis. Ah, this is, in a way, answering a subtle question. He, he began, the, before the parenthesis, he made a statement that the primary medida shape comes from the energy. But even though he didn't put it, phrase it in a question form, but, but the, so what does it mean that when we say that the root of the container is higher than the energy? Which means that the medida really comes not from the energy, it comes from the containers. So that's what he's, he's addressing here. However, this is after the container is refined. That according, commensurate to its the measure or the method, the way, the form of its refinement, it transmits, it, it draws the energy. But in the beginning of its formation, of its coming into being, it's from the thickness of the energy that makes the container. I say it's more than qualifying just what I just said. I think it's bigger than that. Let, let me let's finish the parentheses and I'll try to. Same thing as in the measurement. Okay. In its root, the measurement and the parameters of the energy of the containers precedes the measurement of the energies. And only in the revealed state, in, the, in other words, in the process, is that the measurement of the energy comes first. This is the Indian that we learned that the and the thought, you say, earth, you say, God created heaven and earth, so there's two opinions, Shammai and Hillel, which came first. So this one says, the earth came first, this one says, heaven came first. The answer is, in Machshava, in Machshava, Eretz came first, because that's the purpose, is he wants earth, he doesn't want heaven. But, but practically, in its actual process, Shemayim came first. The Gili came first. So what's he qualifying in this, in this parenthesis? A few things. First of all, first of all, hmm, let's go back to the Savas Air thing. First of all, containers come into being because of the thickness of the particles within the energy. Good. Therefore, that explains why the measurement of the containers is tailored to how it will draw down the energy. That's the explanation. So the containers are shaped based on how the energy is. But here he wants to say even more than that. He wants to say not only does the energy determine how the containers are going to be shaped, he's saying the shape in the energy itself is the primary force that determines structure of existence. 
This is the main chiddush that he's saying in this chapter here. That's how he began. So first he started, it's not just because the containers, but the energy has in it a shaper. He's, he's leading to the kav, that the kav is the primary cause of mylomata, okay? Of higher and lower. So first he began that, oh, that that's just the containers, but also the energy. Then he said, that even the, even the measure, even the, what the containers do also comes through the energy. And now he's going back that the primary vehicle shaping is all from the energy. But now in the parentheses he wants to qualify. If that's the case, how do we cons- reconcile that? If the energy is the driving force here, how do we reconcile that with the whole concept that the root of it all is the containers? That's a driving force. The driving force of existence, of structure, is the kavona yena, which the containers contain. The purpose is not the energy, the purpose is the containers. So that's why the shaders, the root of the containers, precedes the energy. So the explanation is, yes, it precedes it in, in the kavona, but in the process, what is the primary agent what, what, what's the word I want to use? You know, like in chemistry, you have you have sometimes the, the dominant. It's like the dominant gene. It's the dominant catalyst. Even though another, more like some 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 dormant element may ultimately be the real cause of the chain reaction, but it's the, what, what is the, the, the catalyst is is a critic. So the catalyst of it all is the energy. He's not saying the kavana is the energy. In kavana, like he says, Earth is first, but in practicality. What is the primary driving force that defines structure in Ishtalshlis? It's going to be energy, not containers. So containers is the purpose. That's the purpose of it all. But what makes it happen is the energy. So the fact that the root of the containers is higher is only in the root. And then, of course, he adds, and it's only after they get refined that you see that emerge. Right. Right. So the containers definitely have the power to draw energy out. That's why, because their root is higher. But in the process of how this takes place, is the energy has to come first and make it all happen. So he says, that's what he says, two things. That the root of the containers is not as concealed, and it's only after the energy refines the container. That's when it draws the energy through, and more energy. But in the but in the process of how this emerges, how this happens, they come from hisavos. Containers on their own are not refined. That takes that's going to take work. On their own, they're part of their their particles. They're the thickness within the energy that makes them come into being. Their root is that there's their purpose. But their bottom line is, in any revealed way, they're not there right now. They're 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 thick and a concealed state of being. One second, one second. But then he says v'chenu So both in its way it's created, and the same thing in the measurement of the containers is its root. The reason the containers are defined because in their root, in their root they are higher than the management of the energy. But in the process of creating this structure. That energy is, is the primary uh, the primary agent, the primary force. Yeah. 
saying a few things here, but they're they're all, what is what's unclear. Why is that helpful here? Why is that necessary? Look like what is what's going on there? What's going on with Is this the Kali recognizing the Orban Kali? Becoming more aware of its of its of its No, it is it is that, but but a different point he wants to make. He wants to make is that when to say something it's very relevant to what we discussed about the Rebbe by the way, in Gili. Tachtenim fundamentally, that's not just some incidental thing. They're fundamentally concealers. That's the whole purpose. That's why they. That's why they're mushrish and atzmos. They're not, uh, you know, like wh- light waiting to be revealed. It's real darkness. So the purpose in the mind of the divine plan is there be containers, and those containers be transformed. But to start saying that that because the purpose is there, and therefore they're rooted. To say they are the primary agent that that brings everything into ha- and makes things happen, no, they're the purpose. It's almost like it's like almost like the purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's almost like this. It's almost like saying the whole purpose of parents is to bring up healthy children, but the driving force of education is not in the children's hands. So the, the, they are the object of it all, but they're not the one that. So that's what he's saying. So if the kalim have any zichach on them before. Then the, 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 the whole thing would be upset. The point he's making here that it's only that the fact that we're speaking about shaders don't confuse that with the process. The root, they're 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 rooted in a higher place, but that also is only after the and because of that they draw more energy. But that too is because of their zikruch, not because they have giluim. Don't don't turn them in. Don't worship them. They're not a force of of revelation. They're a force of of the purpose. This goes back exactly to what we spoke about because, in other words, the respect of giluim is critical because giluim is like it's it's like what Kairach said. We're all holy. What do we need Moshe Rabbeinu for? The kelim are holy. The answer is no. The kelim are she. Are you talking about sherish are kelim? You're talking about the kelim are holy. The kolim are not holy. The kelim are kelim. They have a root and their purpose is higher. That's what he's saying here. That's saying saying two things here. One is their root is higher, and that's where they draw. But, but the bottom line is they're coming from thickness they're not coming from Gili in other words if energy continues to extend itself without its without thickness it's not becoming a container a container is defined by its concealer conceal, concealing element it's not transcendent in nature though the purpose is specifically to bring it into containers and and so on the root, you can say, like in other words, he's saying that Ikra Medida, the primary measurement of structure of existence comes from energy. What do you mean? In the root, the primary comes from the containers. The whole purpose is the measurement. Why, why does energy have structure? Because you want the containers. But that's the root. Like Vizgal's Medida say a kodm. So Machshava, right. So Eretz Kodma, when you say the land, yeah, if you talk about purpose, Kalim is the, is the driving force in God's mind. But the driving force in in actuality is the kav, as he's going to now say. Yeah, it's very interesting, and it's this is critical because you see this is the key element of you want to have the containers, but you don't want them to be the, the dominant force. You need transcendence. You need the neshama to guide the body, not the body to guide the soul. Even though the body's root is higher than the soul, that would be why Yaakov took the blessings. Esav is the bchar. 
Because the Sheresh HaGuf in some ways is higher than the Sheresh of the Neshama. Yesuf is what? The warrior. Ish Sayed Yedei Muhammad, the warrior. But in that warrior, he's, you know, like Raftu is B'Kayach Sher, he has a power. But on his own, he's blind. He sees he's hungry. You give him the the, the, the Nizid Adashim, you know. Right. So you need the soul to, to so to speak, t- t- train the body how to appreciate his blessings. If you had the yesh of the of the body run, running the show, we go off on a, who knows where. So yesh aniver yesh amiti. The body is ultimately the thing that connects with atmos, but it has to come through the soul as the captain of the ship. You cannot have the ship defining where we're going. This is the constant uh, battle. That would be why you need Torah, why you need mitzvahs, why you need guidance. Yeah, and it's so. And it's so back and forth, so back and forth, because even the thickness of the containers also comes, even their helm comes from the air. This avus with the iron. Now, yeah. the Rebbe brings, and this is that sometimes the air has really two functions in this context. It brings the yesh into being, and also then reveals the mile of the yesh. So it has two real functions in this process. So it brings it into being and then later reveals its its deeper purpose. So it's like what the Rebbe says, that Shuvah is higher than Teirah. But who's Megal of that? Teirah itself is Megal of that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's clear, you got to, you know, look, it's, it's not black and white, you have to have a... So let's continue. You want so to we were saying practically that the, uh, the Sphera is actually made through his Havos, so it clearly is made through the, his Havos, the or I mean, as far as that. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just that it's Sir that's giving it. And the uh, formation of the clay comes up. Right. In a way, later he speaks about Birushen. It's not exactly. Because the first one's not really a Birur. It's, it's really three steps. The one is just brings it into being. Look, the fact that the soul begins the journey with the body from moment of conception. So number one, they become they become they understand each other very early on. So it brings it into being. So the air is, you know, we're not strangers. And then comes the process of the air training the body, and this whole revealing the deeper purpose of it all. And eventually, seeing the mile of the body. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, really, they both see the mile of each other, because the air brings bittel into the picture. The Kaylee brings purpose into the picture. You know, it's it's uh so to continue, now back outside of the parentheses. Now he's explaining now. So all this was a preparation to explain a critical thing here. This is a very important section right now. Well it's all important, but this is like a punchline here. So you see here I guess this is what it's like it says in Eitz Chaim that the transmission of the Kav, Kav literally means line. So kav Chut, line and thread. The thin ray of light, we call it. It came to do, to create and shape the progression of higher and lower, gradation, degrees. What we call Mokim and Ruchnius, conceptual space, is degree, is... Uh, Dimension is uh, position. So you say a teacher is higher than a student. It can be shorter physically, but his uh, position is a, is one of. So the mailamata is shaped by the kav. 
hierarchy. Huh? The hierarchy, yes, right. I use that word, even though hierarchy politically is a different story, but not yet, yeah, yeah. The thing is, so in other words, all this is coming to explain the Itzchayim, the Kav. Okay, so that's what Kate Smile Lamata means. If there was no transmission, that was, if, the tra, if, the, if, if the transmission was not through the kav, the kav is this uh, this ray of light. There would have been no great day, no hierarchy in the world. Can you say that hierarchy? The kol because every world would have been equalized in all its parts. And it would not have been recognizable, distinguishable, the parts of the ten spheres. Mavi Sha'arim is a less, less known safer from the Arizal than Eitzchayim. Yeah. So there's Eitzchayim, there's Eitzchus Chayim, and there's Mavi Sha'arim. You usually will find Eitzchayim obviously much more popular, but they're both there. But Eitzchayim and Movisharim were actually cited earlier because they were published earlier. Huh? Huh? Yeah, all from Chaim Vital. No, no, not 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 from Yisrael Surug. No, that's a different. That's that's Emekamela. That's a different Kabbalah. But there are details of Movisharim and Eitzchayim does not say it in Eitzchayim, but there's very similar values also. The concept of Simtzum are these three places. Beginning, see clearly, Movisharim says this. What we just said here, that had it not been for the kav, all the worlds, everything would have been one equal, like one soup, without distinction. Volcano, you know, think of it like Brachos Baruch Kimes Mavsaros Vaharotz Haisa Tayev Vayu Vcheshach Am Pnei Tahem Veruach Lekim Rachavos Am Pnei Maim. Then he says Vayemer Lekim Yehi Eir Vayi Eir. That's the kav, the world in Pasuk two. Is 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 a symptom. Generally speaking, Even mathematically, we learned a few chapters back. The point, the line, the plane. So we learned there that the nukuda is first step. That's where it's all concentrated, like the esosphere sagnusus, the ten hidden spheres. The kav is is the kav that comes after the symptom. That's already now you have distinct spheres, but it's still er, meaning it's still under the influence of the of the transcendence before the tzimtzum, and then is how they come into the. That's what the three things how they come into containers that shatach. So he's going out to kav. The kav is the one that is. Mathematically speaking, basically, a point, a, a, a line is infinite amount of points. So you have the point. You know, a line is the shortest space between two points, basically. The shortest point, the shortest path between two points. So a line is what carries a point in geometry, in mathematics, to a shetach, to a, 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 a width and length. Erech and rechav is the, the in between is the line, because basically a a plane is a, a bunch of lines. Lines. So you have like the the, the point is no dimensions. A line is one dimensions. Shetach is two dimensions, and then there's the three-dimensional. So that's how it works, mathematically too. Point, line, plane. So that's what we say. Now the line is the one that makes my lamata. The point has no higher and lower. There's no 
hierarchy in a point. I'm intrigued by this idea that there could be, this, there could be a, conceptual, a conception of almost that Bashwa. Yeah, 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 because it's, because I'll tell you why, because, because, because of the Kayach HaGvul of Ensev, where God envisioned it, think of it like this, if there was no Tzimtzum, and there was no Kav, think of an artist who has infinite possibilities to create art, but then he has one, one piece of art he wants to create, but he has no tools to do anything with it. And if some way you were able to get into his brain and get a CAT scan of that image, what would you have? You'd have exactly that. You'd have an image with thousands of details, but it wouldn't have the tangible concreteness of diversity that we, you know, that this world is able, capable of. It would be like going into a machshav of an idea that's very clear to you. You know exactly what you want, but it's purely on the, the thought level. You know, it's like you know, like in this type of science fiction things, a very fascinating, you know, thought experiment would be: what would a world look like if you, if it was purely the image of your image projected, and that's it, nothing else. No no breakdown into words, into letters, into transmission, an image. If, if your machshava could create, what would it look like? That's essentially what he's saying here. So the machshava has its seer, because he's definitely envisioning a structure. We're not talking here, then, then, then it's not even called ashva, then you're talking about altogether, it's not even spheres. But here there is, but it's all in that type of state. The closest examples for this would be a seed. A seed. You know, look at the full-blown child, adult. How is that possible in that moment of conception? It's like almost impossible to imagine. Even the seed of a tree. You look at the seed, it's like nothing's there. Like without a vertical dimension. Right. It's flatland. It's not really that's, that's what's the poor market no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, because I see that at the end of the day is still a physical thing. You could just say, okay, it's microscopic. Everything is in there. But it's still, it still gives you, you see concentration. You see what happens when the things are. But in the seed, also, there's no myelomata. There's no way that a seed, there's no, there's no height. There's no, you know. Okay. There's no part of the seed that's going to become the top of the tree or part of the seed that's going to become the bottom. Right. Right. Even though there isn't there that, that, those elements. The message, I guess. You know, example would be perhaps today, I, I would love to see it also, you see in, in computer programming, you know, the zeros and ones, once you start, they are, you know, you, you manip- they are a language that will define itself, at a, you know, in the, in the interface stages, of later stages of, let's say, user, uh, the user side, the front end, what is, the, what is the back end look of a front end? Even though it's the same thing that's writing the code for that front end. Yeah. It's like the code. It's the code of the DNA before it becomes manifest. There's many ways to explain it. I mean, the point is, okay. And that's why there's a transmission through the Kav. In order for it to be higher and lower. Now, Kav, remember, is critical here. Because what's the line? Why can't you jump from an Akuda, from a point, straight to a Shetach, to a plane, to an area? So, Because this is the Kav. The Kav, its upper part, its, its top, the top of the Kav, is Negei, is touching Vidovuk, and is connected, attached to the infinite light that was before the Tzimtzum. And 
And in its bottom part, the lowest part, the lowest edge, the top edge, lowest, Ktei's edge. Ktei is the, like, it doesn't extend through the whole black hole of the hole of the of the black of this of the dark space. It doesn't extend all the way to Ain Sefa Sevev, which is would be the circle. It only goes a partial. That's below the worlds. Remember, he's not talking higher, lower in physical. He's talking conceptually, because. I don't know if he's going to say this, but if the kav would go, what, says, what it says in Eitz Chaim is, the kav extends and does not go all the way to the bottom and reconnects it, because if it did, you'd back to be no Lamata again. Because then you're talking about a circle. The bottom would be just as close to the top as the top would be. Right, exactly. So that's what it means, tachas elimus. So Eri and Sefer Sefer would be the complete circle that surrounds all of existence, that in a sense has withdrawn, been concealed. The kav comes in, but the kav is closer to the top than it, to the bottom. It doesn't even go to the bottom. There ain't a dovek boy, and it's not attached to it. So then through this, you have the kav, a reish v'seif, a head and a, and a beginning and an end, a top and a bottom. And through this, it infuses, it shapes Elmas, the worlds and the spheres. I remember we spoke both of the worlds in chapter thirty-five. The, uh, the spheres in chapter thirty-four. That they too should have hierarchy. That those that receive from the higher parts of the kav, from the heights of the kav, from the top of the kav, of this ray of light, that are cl- which is closer. To the infinite divine light. This is the Maila. This is the higher part of the Kav. Those spheres and worlds that, are come, that receive their energy from that part, they are higher in the hierarchy. And, that which, and, and, and the more something gets distant from that high point, from the top, that's what defines it being my, my, lower. So the definition of higher and lower is essentially where they're receiving the, the quality and the intensity of the energy they're receiving. If it's from a higher point in the line, it's going to be a higher level. For the lower point, it's a lower level. That's what high, That's how higher and lower is defined. Okay. And this is why the kav is called the... The, the ruler, the measuring rod, the, the, the yardstick, the the what do they call it? The tape measure. Kav hamido. So let me just you know the hashvis. It's always like to compare kav hamida. So back when, if you remember, he explained according to the opinion that it's, that the air. At the end of chapter 28. So there he spoke about Kav Amida. He actually says at the bottom there, if you see, Komeshi is Bar Bezis Hashem, Kav Hamid Beif and Eris Tlim, Eris Agluim Bezis Fidus. Okay. Good, very good. 
So Kava Mida, so now he's going to explain, this is the meaning of the word Kava Mida. The Ayin Masha, here's a little parenthesis. Ayin Masha Kosa Babir Deva'ata Yigdal Shalai Nitfas. Look at the explanation of the Maimar Ata Yigdal, which is Parsha Shlach, Shalai Nitfas, meaning not printed in Lakuta Teira. So my mom from the Altar but not printed, would be called Shalai Nitfas. Because Al-Qur was, was, was only a distillation. For today, we have a memory of Murazakh. That's all the memory of the Alter Rebbe. The Yeshlem is the Mokradover whom eats Chaim now. And we can say that the source of what it says there is from this Eitz Chaim. I have to look up what it says there to know what he means. So, why is it called Kavamida? I guess he explains there what the meaning of Kavamida is. From Eitzchayim, the Eitzchayim that defines here Ma'elomat, Liyashadei Kav who medidus aedus, because through the Kav, the Kav is that energy, that force, that catalyst, that measures the energies. Im hamshach yimel yenish lekav, if the hamshach, if the transmission should be from the higher, topper, upper parts of the Kav, of this line, ukamoi parts of the Ak, like the parts of a Vak, parts of is a configuration, is a Full, ever translate parts of configuration? Huh? Parts of is always, parts of is when you take a few elements and you turn them into like a, it's like an alloy in chemistry. Where, where definitely, it's not one, like you say, parts of, you know, parts of Mechen is a parts of of Zah. It's, uh, parts of literally means a face. But a face, what is a face? A face is more than, is, is, a, is a sum of parts, but more than the sum of parts. It's really the configuration of several elements into something greater than the sum of the parts. Usually a parts of... of containing all the elements, of being a complete... But no, but you could have different parts of him. There's the, the, you know, the parts of him, and, and the parts of Ark, parts of Atzil. There's different... But each one is not a sphere. You can nekudah kav parts of... Sometimes his expression, the kudah kav parts of the same thing. Parts of a shetach, in a sense. So the kudah would be the point. The kav is the line. Parts of is when it 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 it, it shapes something. It shapes an entity, basically. No, parts of could be anything. Parts of the ak, like he says here. No, there's the parts of shemakabum b'chinas aliyin shalakav. He's not talking about. So the kav measures. If the, the transmission is from a higher part of the Kav, the upper part, like the parts of Avak, Ak is the first world that emerges from the Kav. Kav. It receives from the from the higher levels of the Kav, which are close conceptually to the infinite divine light. And the worlds below Ak, they receive in a distant way. And the same thing is with every distinct, every specific sphere. This is, because this is what it says in Eitzchayim, that in Keser and Chachma, the divine infinite light radiates closely. And in Bina, distant, from a distance. What does this mean? You see, kind of close distance. He's going to explain it. This is what it means. Because the Mbina radiates the Eden Sof in the way it's already comprehensible. It's already in the category of comprehension. And wisdom is the radiation of Eden Sof. 
weights higher than comprehension, yet higher. As we shall discuss. He's just giving the whole picture now. And it's also known that there are channels, individual, um, specific channels for each sphere of Beflat. So the Kav, think of it as an artery. Like think of it as an artery that breaks off into branches. And each sphere has its own, like he's saying, that's what he says, that, that, that there's specific chenetis, branches, or channels that um, from for each sphere. And, please, and look into the delve or iron delve. Engross yourself. In Birazir, this is usually the, the middle of Rebbe's Birazir that he heard from the Alter Rebbe, explaining the Zayir Pasha Vayishlach al Posuk. Ki Yisharim Darkei Hashem. Darkei Hashem. So there he discusses this whole thing with the paths, how the branches out and how the different channels of how the Kav manifests. It's talking about the air now. The ore goes by through the car, level by level, and it's going to connect at each different level with what has it at that level. But still, our beginning of the topic said his avasa ore. No, that's not the beginning. The, the savasar is a is a qualification. The beginning is that the medida, the shape of the structure of existence, comes from energy. And the containers are also shaped according to that energy because they come from the isavas, the thickness within that energy. But the main point here is that the energy is the shaper of structure of existence. Right. So he's not talking about containers here at all. He's talking here how the process, how the kav creates higher and lower. So the kav is a, is a, is a measure. So to speak, the uh, energy, how your energy how the energy creates a higher and lower, the Kav particularly. This line, how it creates and shapes, fashions the hierarchy of existence, basically. So he's giving all kinds of, so he spoke about uh, the the Eitzchayim, that's rooted there. Then he spoke about how the Mailamata, how the higher parts of the Kav is more energy, less, lower energy. Now he went into Keser Chachm Bina, that distance. And now he's going to add a new thing that is the Tzeneris Pratim. It's all showing you how the Kav is essentially this, it creates this labyrinth of energy flowing all over the place. It's like, a, think of it like a circulatory system. You know, artery that just branches off to all these different levels. Later they will manifest in containers, but he's, not, he's moved away from the containers right now. That's the explanation. I understand yeah. the explanation. No, I mean, listen, the result will be energies that will be able to manifest in containers. That's the end of the process. But we're talking about how that happens, how that takes them. Obapadis Bishar Hakinuyim Oish Shin. This is Sharakinuyim, yeah, Sharakinuyim, it must be, yeah. The Padis is Sharakinuyim, meaning the gate of, I guess, names. Yeah. Oish Shin, so he has their letters, the letter Shin, Kosov. Shir kaima, shir kaima means the measurement of its of the of the height of the structure. Shir kaima is usually the measurement of the structure. Shir kaima, the whole 
This is the language from in Paradise, so it's a little dense. The Shir Kema, there's an expression called in, in, um, in Kabbalah, the Shir Kema, you know, uh, Shir Kema usually refers to a different term for the structure, Shir Kema, the measurement of the, of uh, Kema literally means height, but Kema means Kema Sada, means uh, the human structure. So he's explained, said, so how does this work? And that the soul that is, I guess, united with the spheres, maybe it's what he says in Tanya, that the Krechas and Nefesh come from the ten spheres. Why is it called a measurement, a shear? Because it creates, it is the one that instills, imbues shape into the whole structure of the human being. Whole structure of the well, actually not the human being. He's not talking about human being. He's talking about the whole structure of existence. Yeah. And it is she that says to the spheres, "Die enough." It's like the brakes. It's saying, "Flow, but don't." But you know, it measures the flow basically. That's why he's bringing it. That the Pardis is essentially discussing the measurement of the flow. And the Pardis, the same Pardis, and similarly. He writes in the gate of Atzmas Vikalim, chapter 7, the sim- a similar idea. Bottom line is he's showing, he's bringing proofs here from Kabbalah, the idea that the Kav, the energy, is the one that shapes the, the structure, not the containers. Well, a few Mashakosov, Shom, and according to what it says there, meaning in Pardis, the second Pardis, This is the will, the desire of the emanator, thus be he, in the spheres. And according to what it says in Eitzchayim, it is because this is what has been already envisioned and shaped in the, the uh, supernal will. The way the Kav, in order that the, the transmission of the Kav, in the way it's, its closeness and its distance. He's basically, they see the Padis and the Eitzchayim speak different languages. So the Padis, he's saying, this is the Ratzin HaMaitzel. In Eitzchayim language, it would be how in God, he's envisioning what's going to happen. The bottom line is that all the way up to the source, there is an envisioning of this structure. Mm-hmm. Even before the Kav actually transmits, in the Ratzinah, in the God is envisioning that the Kav is going to have a higher and lower. For Nimtza, so Nimtza, from all this we conclude, for Nimtza we find, basically, that the measurement, the hierarchy of higher and lower in the, is in the energy, it determines what for, fashion, what form these energies will be nimshach, will be transmitted into the spheres. So we see from this, from this, not from this, rather, on such, as such, from the ten spheres, there's a schalkos ma'ilamata, heim ba'eres ve'heim ba'kelim. Which is the whole building of building up. There's a there's diversity of higher and lower, a hierarchy, both in the energies and in the containers. Not just in the containers. Eich sheyia im shamadida hu ba'eir ubeifu kizen esava keli. 
However you want to interpret it. Either way. If the medida is in the energy, the measurement is in the energy, and according to this, commensurate to this, the kalim are shaped and fashioned. Or the measurement, is the, the, the parameters are in the container. Away from Gazer, then a commensurate to this, it will draw, it will try, it will uh, draw the energy. The See, there's twice MS here. The truth, they're both right. They're both true. In other words, you start asking where, who, who, chicken or the egg? Which where does it begin? The truth, they're both. The betchila says gala, samadidi ba'er be'ez efin yer v'izgala. In the beginning of the revelation, the measurement comes from the energy, the kav, obviously, because it's the first thing to emerge in revelation, and it determines be'ez efin yer what form will it radiate v'izgala and reveal itself. The lifi efin zeh hu'esavus akel. According to this, is how the containers will be shaped, as he said, esavus. From the thickness of the energy will come the container. Then afterwards, back to zichuch. Then, according to the measure, to the amount of refinement of the containers, they will draw the energy. So, bottom line, both medidas have an impact here. Both structures have impact. Whether it's the structure from the energy impacting the containers, or later the structure of the containers impacting the energy. And all this is not shaykh, is only relevant, is not relevant only to internalized, integrated energies. That manifest inside containers, which have within them the measurement, the definition, the, the, the parameters, in a form of diversity, of higher and lower. We have here a poet and an artist and a mystic all in one. Okay, let me finish the mimer here. Since we're ready this, we're going to finish the mimer. I'm going to go through quickly. So, this sums up the chapter that the air and the air is the medida of the air. According to the above, we'll understand what it says, which is the end of the discourse. The begin- in other words, answering the questions in the beginning. What means And we learned in the beginning. He asked in How many? Why say How many heads are there? Isn't it true that the only head that a, a, a the only source that a moon has is the sun? And the answer is there. That there's two heads, there's two sources. Yaakov and Yasef. Like he said in Migdash Melech, that it's Yisod and Malchus, I believe. Right? The first thing he said, I'm sorry. The first thing he said, the Indian who, the Indian who, the Indian, and this is the Hineisi Bemeir Eir. Meir Eir is a very fundamental Kabbalistic work, which is also like a glossary. It goes by the by, by alphabetical order. What does he say in Meir Eir? The Tfilis Musaf the Musaf prayer, the additional prayer in Shabbos and Yontif, is the lovely as such. A bomb is That's why it's called Musaf. 
it comes as an additional. It comes in the we say say taste is usually like the secret of the addition, but it means in form of an addition. That's the unity of Yisrael and Rachel. This is the difference between the morning prayer and the Musaf prayer. The first prayer, the morning prayer, is the unity, the union of Yaakov and Rachel, not Yisrael, as he's called Yaakov. But And Musaf is the union of Yisrael. What's the difference in Yaakov and Yisrael? The Yaakov, Yaakov is from the word Bikia, which means to pierce, to break through. Huh? That then you will pierce through like the rays of the dawn. So it's like a pierce. It's not just a, 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 just a plain reflection. Yisrael is an essential level. Both of them are the level of Chachmah, Kabbal Yisod Abba. Because it's both Yisod Abba. Like Yaakov begins to ask Chachmah, Yisrael begins to ask Chachmah. So Yaakov is the, is the reflection of Chachmah, of wisdom, in a piercing way, not regular, not just a reflection, but a piercing. Yisrael is the essence of Chachmah. Kameshkaz, Belukut, Tehra, Marizal, Apostle, Yaakov, Medes, Yaakov, Tehra, Sam, Yisrael. Like it says in the Kutir of the Arizal. The Arizal also has a Lakutatera on the Parshas. It says on the Pasuk, Vayakum Aidus Biyakov, Vatera Sambi Yisrael, that you will get raised by Yakum Aidus testimony, witness to Yaakov. And Tera Sambi Yisrael and Tera you will place that the difference between Aidus and Tera. The Yaakov of Khinis Aidus Lavad. Yaakov is only like a form of testimony, of witness. He's a Aidus. A sign that that testifies to something else, not the thing itself. Yisrael begins atzmas Yisrael is the essence of the thing. This is the difference between edus and nesuin. In English, edus is the betrothal, and nesuin is the marriage. Betrothal. <coughs> huh? Betrothal. Right. The edus is the first stage in a marriage where they bind it to each other, and that's nevelis chachma. There's an expression. Nevelis are, are the leaves that fall from wisdom. They're like the leaves. They're not the wisdom itself. It's like the leaves of a tree. The remainders the, that, that are higher than Tera. And the second stage, actual marriage, I'm Not Nevelis. The essential, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a essential transmission comes from the essence of Chachma. And these two levels is the outer tater and the inner tater. The chetzen satater and mepchines chetzen sachachma. The outer tater is generally from the outer chachma. The, the outer dimension of chachma. The bedera klal is the outer levad. In general, this is only a reflection, not the actual essence. And the inner tater is the inner and essence of wisdom. And the general uni- uni- unions, in other words, the spiritual unions, are are only capable in the internal energy. Yichud means two things are coming together. Where can that be possible? Only place where there's a distinction of levels. You can say we're uniting those levels. 
And this is the two Rashi train, the two heads, Rashi Chachechem, Yaakov and Yosef. The Pirish Amigdash Melch is out to Ferris Yisod. The Migdash Melch, as we said earlier, is to Ferris Yisod. The Hainu. After all these introductions, all these levels, he's tying it all together. I hope we can get this. The Yaakov, Yaakov refers to the transmission of the reflection, not the essence. Yaakov came out of the birth of, of Rachel, right? And, 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 and Yaakov, but the higher one, Yaakov comes under Etzem. Yaakov is the front, is the primary dimension of Yisach. He transmits the essence of the divine and the internal of the divine, infinite light. And this is the meaning Ben Peres Yosef, Brod Yazgi Yosef. That's the, the, the Targum there. Ben Peres Yosef, Brod Yazgi Yosef. What does this mean? Meaning like, it's the sun that, that um, Yazgi... Like, 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 right, that... Right. That it's a form of like... No, but it's more than just, it's like, enhances, enhances also, he's one to say it's like an atmistic thing, and Pedas. Pedas comes from the word like, it wasn't just my son, my, like Teferah's son, you know, my pride. So here, Yazgi Yesef, meaning, bro Yazgi, the Yazgi Yesef, the special son, like, because Tesfus said, the additional, there's a level of that additional energy, Masha Tesfus, that the addition by God, is more than the the ikah than the than the the, the the initial the initial amount. This is Yosef is refers, refers to a level of intense abundance of energy in a gili and er atzmi revelation that is a fundamental essential energy. All transmissions come through yisod. No, but only, only that this has two levels. Hashpah chitzenis, hashpah primis. An outer transmission and an inner transmission. And the primary role of Yosef is the the inner transmission. Hashpah. Because the shaykh rag ba'er primi, all this is capable only to be stated by uh, internal energy. Which has higher and lower, a hierarchy of more and less. V'zeo, the less reisha l'sir al-shimsha. This is the meaning that the sun, the moon does not have a root, a source, only its sun. The emes kenhu, the kol hashpoz b'malchus b'chinus shemesh avayi b'chinus er primi. That's how it truly is. That all the hashpoz of malchus, sira, the moon, in malchus, all comes in shemesh from the er primi. But in this itself, there's two levels in the er primi. Obezeyesh beiz mini yichudim kanal. But in this, there's two types of unions. V'zeo barasha chachechem. And this is the meaning of the Barash Chachem plural. The Bechol Yarchav Yarchad, and every month, Beze Yechudim, we have a transmission of both unions. The two unions, one of Yaakov, one of Yosef. The Yaakov of Yaakov is only a reflection. The outer transmission. The Yosef of Pchinis Hashpah Prim is Yatsmin. And Yosef reflects the inner and essential transmission. Vuzahu Inyan brought the Yazgi Yosef. This is the meaning of brought the Yazgi Yosef. Shanim Shabkinis Er Atsmi Begili Bepchinis Malchus. Brought the Yazgi Yosef that 
that it transmits an essential energy revealed in the level of Malchus. Okay, this is very Kabbalistic. And there's a lot of technical language here. The question is, how is it relevant to what we discussed? Eris and Kalim, maybe. That's not so clear. Um, bottom line is, however, he's saying like this. The Malchus is the end of the spheres. It receives everything from the Shemesh. So the question, what, what, if it's receiving only from one Rosh, what's, what's two Roshim here? So he says the two Roshim refer to a Yichud Primi, Yichud Sein. Primi Satera, Yichud Sein, Satera. I understand in the context of what he said several Mamorim back, where he speaks about Primi Yichud Sein, Satera, as the Mamutza in Atzilus of Eretz and Kalim, or within Eretz itself, two levels. But the, the bottom line is that all these different things, what he said was, first he said Musaf, that's um, Yisrael and Yaakov, Etzim and Reflection. Then he goes to um, Edus and Teda, Edus and Nesuyan. Chetzein is Chachma, Primis are Chachma. Chetzein is Teda, one second, Primis are Teda. All these are the same level. These are basically, he's not spelling it out, but it's almost most likely that it's exactly that. This is either Edus and Kalim, but basically that there are two levels. There are two levels in this in this structure. Hold on a second. Yeah, most likely it's Eris and Kalim. That's what I would think also. But listen, he spelled out what he spelled out. That's what it is. And what he prefers here in his summary of the answering questions, what do you think about two levels in Yaakov to teach us about the Yifin Hashvot, the Yaakov and Yosef? Why not? I mean, because it helps understand this whole picture here. The Zayar says, Reish and Yaakov and Yosef, the Migdash Melech says that's the and Yisod, and everything comes through Yisod. He's saying, so there's two levels in this Hashvot. And he brings from the Me'ered, I mean... He could have gone, Bahur, he could have gone directly from Yisrael to Yosef. To another Hamshafi Ikpinimi. But instead he decides to go from the Hitzani Hamshafi, which is only Ha'or, and then talk about... Some of the, what, what, but yeah, because in Ikpinimi these are the two elements. There's an external union and an internal one. Where does it happen to this level? I don't see any higher level. <laughs> he says there is a difference between in the levels of the Yehud of Yisrael, and that's the difference between Yosef and Yaakov as well. Same, same. thing, same. Yeah. That's the same. Those are the two same for sure. Yisrael and Yaakov, which is uh, Musaf, Yisrael and Rachel rather, yeah. as opposed to Yaakov and Rachel, Musaf and Shachar is, uh, is the two levels of this difference in Yaakov and Yosef. Look, Yosef is a product of Yaakov and Rachel and of Yisrael and Rachel. But here he's focusing, Yosef focuses more on the primius and atmos of it. Look, he doesn't really spell out, he just says that in Er Primi, he says it twice, that Er Primi Yechudim are only possible in Er Primi. And that has two levels. He doesn't spell it out, so fine, it's what it is. Let me do the Kitzur, Ube Emes, Einzer, Kmitzad, Kli. And in truth, 
this structure, this hierarchy, is not just from the point of the containers, because you see in chapter 35, you could have interpreted that it's primarily the structure, because you say, you know, the regal is larger, the torso is smaller, the body, the head is the smallest. So it seems like the containers, the size of the containers, determines um, how much energy flows into it. And here in this chapter, he made it clear that it's not the containers that determine it, it's the energy that determines it. There's also a measurement of parameters in the energy. According to this, is the measurement of the containers. And then let's just finish this. The misavus. That from the thickness within the containers comes the from the thickness within the energy comes the container, and according to that, the way it will receive the energy. In other words, basically saying that the Reish Guvaregal, the fact that this is the largest, this is the smallest, this is the medium, that itself came from the air that was measured that way. That's what he's adding here. Okay. Like it says, here he brings them together. The kav, the ray of light, is what causes the hierarchy. That is the spirit, that's the energy that creates sheer measurement to the whole structure. And both are true. In other words, both what he said in chapter 35 that it came from the containers and, or from the energy, both are true. The medidas because the parameters, the measurements of the, the measurement of the containers, according to the measurement of the energy. He's adding this. This is from chapter, the previous chapter. He didn't say these line. A higher air, the keli to that is a is a smaller keli. In other words. Instead of saying that because the container is smaller, that's why the energy is greater, here he's saying, we spoke about this, which way it works, which one, where does it begin? Does it begin from the energy being uh, smaller, uh, greater or smaller, or is it from the container? So here he's saying both are true, and it begins with energy. And then, and then afterwards, according commensurate to the refinement of the container, is how the energy is drawn, and according to the above, we understand that he didn't sum up. So we have to do the figuring out. Okay, we did chapter 36, pages 6-7.